because you could get up in the morning yeah. and make a pizza. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. that you have a pizza. If you don't like breakfast food, but you know what you can't do? Pizza. Order a pizza. No, you can't order a pizza, but you mm. can you can make your own pizza, which is better. And then, not really. I'm lying, everyone. <laughs> so many pizzas suck. I'm, just, I'm, obviously, I'm obviously really living my argument when I'm making up something <laughs> like that. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. There you go. Uh, we This is uh, episode 396. That is correct. And I say that, that is correct. Without, what happened? Did time slow down? Yeah, time did slow down for a okay. second where uh, where my memory caught up with my face. Okay. And uh, and there it is. Uh, so so thank you so much for uh, for listening in. We just finished recording uh, another podcast. And yes, we started a, we started a brand new podcast. This is our third podcast we're doing right now, actually. Holy moly. That's yeah. uh, Some may say it's too a, many podcasts. Well, you know what? I think the world was crying out for a toaster review podcast, and we were the guys to do it. Mm-hmm. So this week we were looking at the new uh, Procter & Silex M4 1000, which is a great, great uh, toaster. And if you want to hear more about it, check out our new podcast. Ian, what's it called? Uh, it's called Toast of the Town. That's correct. And in that specific toaster, okay. Now, if you like a dark toast, like a really dark, it mm-hmm. does a good job. Yeah. But if you're looking for a light toast, you didn't like that so much. I did. It did. It doesn't really. It's not an even yeah. uh, coating. Like I had a problem with it. That too. Uh, oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, it passed the marmalade test. Yeah. But did not pass the huckleberry jam test. <laughs> Just, you know, if a toaster can't pass the huckleberry jam test, then what's the point and of, of course, even existing? We end most shows. Um, cutting cutting the toast in uh, triangles and then trying yeah. to stab each other <laughs> to see if it's like a strong yeah, enough strong toast enough. that will like break skin. Sure. Yeah. And last week, uh, if you've seen pictures of Dave in the last week, you can yeah. tell uh, I won that fight. You did. You threw it at me and it right uh, in grazed forehead. grazed my forehead. Yeah, it's true. Speaking of your forehead, how's your forehead doing? My forehead's much better actually. Okay, I got good. to finally last night uh, actually have like a full on shower where I could wash my hair and wash my face. Because up to this point, I've been doing like this sort of half, halfway up my face, you know, to kind of towards my eyebrows. And then I would stop there with, with the water. And then I would like lean my head way back and just kind of wet my hair down. But right. I didn't put soap into it. So it wasn't until last night was the first time I like had soap in my hair since, since last Wednesday. And you've got, you've got two dogs and one cat. Did either of those try to eat you? The sensing weakness and smelling blood. <laughs> That's right. No, no, they didn't. I still kept my alpha, my alpha, alpha status in the house. Okay. Kept I, all your alpha bits. My alpha bits stayed together. Yes. <laughs> Good. That's right. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing better. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, great. Stay healthy. And it's looking a little better, but it's mm-hmm. not looking great. It's still, it still has kind of a scabby el- uh, eh. aspect to it. So um, it's again, it's Harry Potter. Yeah. Kind of early years. Yeah, and I think. You know, you can tell when something is coming up, like I have a grad reunion coming up in September. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I just thought it was a perfect time to add a giant dent in my forehead. Now, here's what I'm going to run by you. And, you know, you can not do it or you can do you it. You can it's run. Up to, here's, let's, here's, see, let's hear this. Here's my suggestion. Yep. I'm just going to say this. Sure. I'm and normally, I'm I wouldn't all, uh, yep. go with this. But, you know, I think you're I think you're comfortable enough mm-hmm. with who you are sure. to go with this. I'm all ears. Sneaky dragon face tattoo. And I really? Think like for... a nice on the forehead. Just yeah. like a sneaky dragon <laughs> okay. on just the forehead. Just the forehead. 
Just a full, well, you don't want it on the lower face. No, no. Do you think the full face? Full face, then. Sneaky dragon head on the forehead, and yeah. then the rest. The full, rest of the dragon face. down. Have the tail with, go up into the ear. Okay, I was thinking curling around my neck, but that's oh, also curling good. around your neck. You know, yeah. You're right. No, a good idea is a good idea. I th- I think that now. Okay. Now you might be saying to me, and I'm also thinking, yeah, shave my head, have it the flames going up over my scalp. Okay. And sort of curling up around my scalp there. Okay. You well, know, I'm saying if I'll you get the face, my head from now on. face tattoo, yeah, probably you'll have so much stress in your life that your hair will just fall out. So don't worry about that. <laughs> That's, That's going to take care of itself. It seems to be the case with most people who have yeah. face, neck, you know, tattoos that they have and no I'm hair. And I'm saying if you go to prison, no one will know what gang you're part of, but no. they'll probably all leave you alone. Yeah. Well, it's a dragon, so gangrene. Exactly. Yeah. That all obvious. that all just makes that all makes good sense. Yep. Um, this is what people pay for. So, uh, so here's here's what's going on with me, Dave. Yes, let's hear. Okay, there you go. This I've got to set up myself for things. Um, when when you don't need to set up at all, you can just start talking. Here's here's how I find out nowadays. Yes, that I've lost a job. Oh, here's how I find out. Yeah, is it the top trending thing on Twitter? It's yes. the top trending thing, thing on, on Twitter. Twitter, and then I read the top trending thing on Twitter, and I go. Oh, I'm out of work. Oh, and that's uh, that's how it goes. Actually, it was my uh, my wife P.S. She noticed it yesterday online. Yeah. Uh, the top trending thing on on Twitter yesterday was that uh, Mad Magazine is closing down. Already? Are you not familiar with this? No. It is enormous news today. This is July okay. July fourth. It's like on all the news sites. I think it's the fourth of July today. Uh, in Canada, it's uh, July fourth. Yeah. It's the fourth of July in America. Okay, well, but we'll call it just so you know. I'm an American. Oh, oh, okay, very so good. So this well, is the one day of year that I, I admit it. Mm-hmm. One day, did I say one day of year? One day a year. Yeah. I admit no, it. No, no, that sounds very American. That's cool. <laughs> one day of year. One day year. <laughs> that American. The American. Yeah, yeah. Bam, bam, fireworks. <laughs> beer, good. Wear fingers. Yeah. <laughs> wear, wear fingers. <laughs> Me cannot now say fuck off with my fingers, <laughs> but uh, but we uh, but Pia saw that there was like a story. Now here's the thing. Yeah, the the story said that uh, Mad Magazine was was shutting down, but it was on a website mm-hmm. that gave some bum information a couple oh. of months ago about my wife's TV show. Okay, okay. So okay. it was like one that was like, yeah, I don't trust that, and I couldn't find it on sure. anywhere else. But and every article about it seemed to quote the same website or say people are talking about, yeah. and it was just people that were talking about referring to this website. Yeah. Um, and then some some of the contributors said, uh, yeah, all of the freelancers got an email today saying that uh, that uh, you know that 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 Mad was going to be the last uh, official original issue was going to be issue 10 okay because uh, it rebooted recently yeah uh issue 10 which is in october and then there's going to be two more issues that are going to be reprints and then didn't say what was going to happen after that but you know it looks like it was going to be shutting shutting down um and uh and so it was like oh that's uh, that's not good um but i'm i'm in issue 10 and the weird thing was like um here's the thing like the person that hired me was yes. bill bill morrison yep who recently got let go like a couple of months ago. Yeah. And then one of the most recent jobs that I, that I had for the magazine, uh, the, my editor uh, who came on after Bill also got let go and I didn't know. Like all these things happen I, and I never know it yeah. until like yeah. much later. And then and then the, the, the new editor uh, just approved everything of mine on the first and then I saw that he was laid off on the second. 
Gosh. So luckily my thing got approved. I'm sorry to make it about me, but yeah. you know, it, it's rent. So like my thing got approved and then he got laid off. And then I guess everyone got this this note, but not not me or or Pia because Pia is also a regular Pia Gear, uh, regular contributor to the to the to the magazine. Okay. And uh, and yes, and then it became like the biggest story. Like it's on front page of every news. Why do you think it's such a big story? Because Mad Magazine's going out of business. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a, it's an enormous magazine, and it uh, was yeah yeah it is currently it's quite it's 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 actually doing quite well. That's the that's why are the they word. closing it down? Okay, this is a this is a, this is this is a question. Yeah, to I, be to be asked. Yeah, it's true. I, had a, um, I did have a question mark. Now after this it. is just uh, all suspicions on on my part. Let's hear your ruminations. Uh, my ruminations and suspicions. By the way, uh, happy to have worked on the reboot. I was I was in most of the issues since yeah. it's been rebooted. Uh, I really like it is up for it's up for an Eisner Award this year, the magazine itself, hmm. and also uh, another thing that they did that was like uh, it was like the Ghastly Murders or something, which was that's was, right, that's right, very, very, very good. Yes. Um, but it's been a drag since Bill's Bill's been gone, yeah. so it's always felt like something's a little bit wrong. But here's here's what uh, I think has been going on because Vertigo, which is um, part of DC, yes, that's which right. again, why yep. the why the last man was part of it, Sandman and uh, the old Hellblazer books and mm-hmm. what have you. Uh, that got uh, shut down fairly recently. Okay. And the idea was that DC Comics just wanted to have things that they could put the DC logo on. Yes, they did not, did not want creator-owned. Well, it wasn't stuff. necessarily creator-owned. It was under a different umbrella. Like okay. there used to be a bunch of different umbrellas I of see. things that DC would, would sure. publish. So Most they, famous one being Piranha Books. Was that DC? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was a long, 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 long time. That was ago. a deep cut, everyone. I hope it was you appreciated it. Was a very deep uh, piranha cut. I hope the one or two of you out there appreciated it. Yeah. So they, so everything's now got the DC logo on it, yeah. so that when, say, the Sandman movie comes out, it'll have DC in front of it and sure. not Vertigo. Sign in front of quality. Of it. We all know that about their movies. There, there, there. You be. So DC Mad was something that DC has owned for a while, and. My suspicion is that it's something they can't put the DC logo on. I see. Uh, so it doesn't fit with their marketing at this time. Uh, but again, the sales have been quite strong and they've been going up. Huh. So it feels like that's not what matters. And what matters is the marketing of, of this. Now, I can't believe that MAD in some way won't exist because it's such... Um, yeah. A known entity. You think it'll move online? I don't know. Mm. I don't know what'll happen. And also, who the heck knows? Like for for all these freelancers who have like received the email of like this is what's going to be, we haven't. So I don't know. So it's still going to be published in Canada. What's that? It'll still be published in Canada. <laughs> well, I don't understand what you're saying. Well, you live in Canada, so they're not telling you it's closed. Oh, that's it's very, still that's a, that's a good that's a good that's a fair fair point. Actually, here's the thing that's going to be happening. Thank you. Come the uh, come. October, it won't be on newsstands anymore. It'll just be in comic shops. Okay. Uh, which is also a strange, a yeah. strange thing. There's a lot of strangeness, and absolutely every article that's being written is not being written from a place of anyone being informed of anything or what's I going see. on. It's all just 
freelancers being quoted as having received this email and then a lot of people writing about how much mad meant to them sure and there's been there's been some really nice things being written mm. by a lot of celebrities and 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 other people today it just seems a strange thing that there's another part of that we don't know yet that i am very curious what that will be but it was it was weird uh finding out Here, here's the thing like I, why why this to me is a little bit err <laughs> is uh, I worked for uh, Simpsons and Futurama comics through Bongo Comics for many years. Yes. And I never got a direct, we're shutting that down either. Mm. I just found out about it basically because it, it was online that it was going out of business. And so that's how I found out. And I wrote in to confirm and uh, found out yes and it was like mm, that's not the best way of finding out something like that and and it's a bit of a drag and you oh, feel yeah. like you're part of a thing and then you don't feel like you're part of a thing and i've been part of the reboot since it started and finding out about it just like secondhand with everybody else online just feels like hmm, that's also a little bit eh, meh, <laughs> Not the not the not the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, it's very um, odd. Yeah, so it's and it's a drag too because like the magazine. Maybe because you've had three editors leave and they just yeah. don't know. They don't even know who you are anymore. That's why. That's that's why it's. Uh, it seemed like stuff stuff was going on. Yeah. So whatever whatever happens, I hope it settles on something. And it's it's just so here's here's who I feel for. I feel for like Al Jaffe. There's a guy who yeah. has been working on it so long and is like in his 90s yeah has been doing the fold in yeah and it's like well what just keep just keep going man he has no snappy answer to this this (laughs) problem and sergio aragonis you know i Mm -hmm. mean uh p and i have been doing um i i I do other stuff for the magazine but like we have a regular thing called meanwhile that's uh in in the magazine and one of the nice things about that they're just like gag cartoons but Sergio also has little drawings on top of those cartoons. And yeah. it's almost like, oh, there's Sergio. And it's just like, you know, it just it just felt like so, so cool. And like, so you're telling me Sergio Aragonis won't be doing Mad Magazine anymore? That just seems like, well, this is, that's shitty. Like, it it should, it should be happening. It must, it must happen in some way. Like, yeah. it just, it just feels ridiculous to completely shut this down for what I assume is a marketing reason for some sort of bean counting bullshit thing which is what it feels like yeah to me. well especially if it was selling well yeah. that it was going up in popularity that it seemed to have some direction to it i have to admit i preferred the issues under bill morrison to the later issues i thought they got look kind of messy the later ones but mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's uh, very odd that um yeah just uh, but it's hard to understand it's hard yeah. to understand corporate yeah it's thinking been a, it's, it's been a it's real not. it's been a real treat like working with people like tom richmond hey he's great and just seeing there's another one I kind of feel for because that, that's a person who's completely, obviously someone who's sort of, his goal was to write or draw for Mad Magazine. Yeah. He learned, he's got a Mad Magazine style. He kind of has the uh, Mort Drucker style down, yeah. down pat. And yeah, like, I'm sure he, he's very talented. I'm sure he can find work other places, but it just seems like that was something he really enjoyed doing was that yeah, really kind of made for that crowd for that. scene, you know, lots of it back, back behind, you know, behind. chicken fat. Yeah, yeah. the chicken fat, the, a lot of little funny little uh, in jokes and stuff behind the uh, main action and yeah it's uh it really does stink i mean to be honest i you know besides your connection to it i probably wouldn't have been that interested in the new mad magazine but it's you know i mean i look at it was very like, important when i was a kid and i still have like 
I still have like a giant collection of paperbacks of, of Mad Magazine. Yeah, I mean, some of my favorite cartoons, like Bob Fingerman and uh, Evan Dorkin, they've all been doing stuff for it recently. Jim mm-hmm. Gaffigan has been uh, yeah. doing stuff for it, and it it's been it's been really nice to be part of it. And yeah, most people when they talk about it remember their childhood and yeah, what, what impact it had on them had on them then. And yeah. it just feels ugh, there's something yeah, there's something there's something that just doesn't feel quite right about this and I'm very curious to find out what it is, what it is. On a weird coincidence. Okay. Uh, because as I said, it felt uh it felt odd, you know, finding out about the same sort of way I found out about it from when I when Bongo Comics went yes. went out. Uh, there's a new um, uh, comic company uh, by Matt Groening called Bapper Books that's uh, just started. Uh, Bapper? Bapper? Bapper that B-A-P-P-E-R, Books, oh. just started up uh, to publish uh, Disenchantment um, Books uh, and just started up, I think, like yesterday. Oh. Like same same day that all Mad right. kind of went. And it's just like, what? What's this all about? Are you going so, to make some pitches in that direction? No, no, because uh, it's, it's they've, they've got... There are people for that. Oh, okay. Um, they, they, you know, if something in the future happens, then possibly, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it was just interesting, like, oh, okay, so that's 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 starting up, and it's like, so why did Bongo close down to to start that up? What's it's like all these mysteries, yeah. mysteries, mysteries, mysteries. I've heard suggestions. I don't want to say it. On, I don't want to say yeah. it aloud because it's. But we'll uh, we'll see and we'll see. Mm. Yeah, it's just odd and odd, and it's like. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, I, we're still working on uh, sparks. And yes. We're still, we've still got projects. We've still got stuff that's that's happening. Um, you and I are both working on the second sparks book with Nina. Uh, you know. Uh, we are. What are you working on the second sparks book? I am. Oh, phew, thank God. We got deadlines, brother. <laughs> um, I'm also working on the. I know thir- I have I'm deadlines. working on the third. The third sparks book. Really, that's what I'm working on right now. I know I have deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> Do I? And I have some some other stuff as well. By the way, if you don't know what Sparks is, um, we we did a book last uh, year that came out last year about two cats that dress up as a dog and save the world. Did it with uh, Nina Matsumoto, the third dragon, and Dave is the colorist on that. We're working on the second book right now. Can't tell That's you what true. the title is, but we have now officially come up with the title, and the title is locked. So it's it's all it's all go. And uh, I am currently working on the third uh, one right now. It's all confusing that all this is happening at the same time. But yes, we're doing that. Yes. Yeah. I am working on it. That's why I am replacing my laptop with a new computer. Oh. Because my laptop is not working very well for me anymore, which is crazy because it was so good. I don't know, five years ago or whatever I started, whenever I put it into service. That tracks. Okay. My original laptop that i used to have was a toshiba laptop i couldn't record sneaky dragon on it why like remember in the old days i would bring back to the jokes yes that was part of it it had taste the take that chip out (laughs) the yeah i don't know if you remember the old days i used to bring my laptop down and i would record the show onto the laptop and i'd bring my laptop back home again and that was okay but the problem with my toshiba was that it couldn't record, but you couldn't use Audacity to record because it didn't have a, couldn't process the information fast enough. Mm. So we'd end up with the things parts because it would slow down and it would miss it would miss words. So and that wasn't just you stammering. That wasn't just me stammering. No, it often oh, okay. was, but not always. All right. So when I started using the the HP laptop that I got, it, I was so happy because that we could record like Audacity, like straight into Audacity with that computer. And it would just work fine. Uh, but now I can't. It doesn't work quite as well. I noticed when I was editing 
uh, Listening Party. I hope everyone out there is listening to Listening Party. The newest episode dropped yesterday, or today. I guess it dropped today, actually. Today's Thursday. It doesn't matter. It dropped two days ago by the time this stupid show gets on the air. So, uh, yeah. So, I hope you enjoyed that. was our final uh, kind of funk soul uh, R&B episode. Nice. We had some good songs and some good laughs, Mary and I. And that and that show, for people that don't know what the show is... It's called Listening Party. And you listen to... Music parties. That we you, you listen to people parties. On, who have parties? <laughs> that's, that's right. Political parties? We, if, no, no, just party. People having like get togethers and stuff like that. We oh. just put a glass against the wall and listen in. Nice. And then we just make little comments, you know, and go, Gladys would do that. Just things like that, you know. Oh, there she goes again. Shout out to our friend Gladys. Oh, um, yeah, Gladys. He, I was just using it as a name. He made a bunch of mixtapes. They play the mixtapes, they talk about the <laughs> things. It's, it's cool. So anyway, so I noticed when I was editing it last night that there was a part of the show where what I was saying I got cut off by the computer not being able to record fast mm. enough. So I just had to like edit that part out. And if those things sneak through, I didn't do like the greatest editing job in that show because we recorded it so last minute last night and I and I edited it in like two hours and got it out on the air. <laughs> so I got to get to bed and get this ready to, to air. So... um yeah, it's just not working so well anymore. I'm doing spark coloring with it. Oh my gosh, forget about it. It's so ridiculous. Right. Like every part of it is a torment. It's just, it's hilarious how bad it is. Like the stylus, it, like I'm trying to use my uh, Cintiq to, to draw. I'll put the stylus down and then it won't do anything. And this little circle appears and just starts kind of like circling for a little while. And then it'll finally disappear and then I know it's ready to do what <laughs> I wanted it to do. But if I try to like use uh, one of the selection tools... There's a kind of like a straight line selection tool. It just completely, it just doesn't know what the hell is going on, apparently. And I don't know what's going on because I can't see anything, but I'll move the stylus around a little bit, like, what's going on? And then it kicks in, but I've already like sent these lines every which way, apparently, because then it just starts like randomly moving these little kind of like oh, move, oh, move, oh, move, yeah, no. move, Ooh, that's move. No good. No. Like, oh, man. Then I got to wait for that to end before I can start up again. And the other fun part is it'll get really like, Everything gets bunged up and everything stops working and gets really slow and then stops working entirely. So then I have to shut everything down and then re- restart it all again. So I really like to, that to stop. So I'm, I have bought, I bought everything. Oh no, I forgot to buy a keyboard. Darn it. <laughs> oh, well, I bought almost everything I need to, uh, to get this thing going. Okay. I did not get a keyboard. I need to get that, but that's okay. They're not that expensive. Unless you buy one of those gamers ones. I, what, who would pay $300 for a keyboard, by the way? That's crazy. Gamer, gamers. Okay. Uh, they glow. That's just kind of appealing. But other than that, what the heck? Yeah, I don't really see the benefit of that. The glow? Yeah. This is fun. I guess. This is fun. Like, they already have, like, glowing stuff I, inside I the computer. I feel like for an extra 100 bucks, you could get, like, a whole VR system. Like, that seems more fun if you're a gamer. Put a thing on your head. <laughs> and, like, you know, I don't think that's what gamers want, though. Like, those kind of people. Like, they want, yeah. like, super fast computers. Yeah, and that's a different They situation. want, like, a showy-off computer because now like, computers have all this RGB stuff. Like, it's, like, LED lights are on all the little compu- yeah. components. So, they all kind of glow and sparkle and, and the fans light up. And no, it's just really crazy. So, I mean, I have it, too, because it's just everything you buy now it has RGB. So, you're like, well, I guess I have, like, stuff that has RGB. I don't even know how to use it, but it's going to glow yep. <laughs> in some way. So, but yeah, so I like, I went and I bought the computer chip, the CPU. I went and bought the motherboard and then I bought one other thing. What did I buy? Oh, I can't remember, but I bought something else. A Anyways, no, I don't have, I don't have a mouse either. I do have a mouse with my other computer, so I'll just use that one. But, um, no, I bought three things, but I can't remember did what the, did you buy any gigabytes? I bought a bunch of gigabytes. That's right. Kilojoules. Kilojoules. And then I, I bought um, some RAM. 
I bought some RAM online because that seemed like the best deal for it. Oh, and then I also got a case at the same time. Okay. So that came to my house. So is this a laptop that you're building? No, no. It's like a full-on like okay. mid-thingy, whatever they call those things, like a tower yep. kind. And then I, today I bought the power supply thing and then some storage devices so I can keep my... I have like solid state drive things. I just want speed and I want memory. That's all I want now. So I have all that stuff. So I'm I'm going to try and put it together on the weekend. Everyone wish me luck. Good luck. Thank you. I hope uh, anyway. I hope you don't get black mirrored. I will not get black mirrored. Eh, that's what everyone black mirror says and then they get black mirrored. Well, you know, I'm not I'm not planning to like turn no anyone into get black mirrored. I'm not planning to turn anyone into characters from an old Star Trek style show and put them into my computer. Okay. Honestly, then you start like getting you know people, uh, you know voices making you do things. Uh Then you fall in love and realize you're dead, and uh, you know, or your soul's been put into the computer, or what have you. Sounds great. And then you're being chased by Ms. Pac-Man. Then you turn around and kiss her. Then Pac-Man gets jealous. You made a terrible enemy. Is this a real show? No, I dreamt that. Okay, (laughs) it's your own Black Mirror. I think I I think that's a plot of Pixels, maybe. (laughs) Not uh, not 100% sure. Yeah. Well, I wish you I wish you luck with that. Thank you. I'm 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 sort of dreading it and looking forward to it at the Why same time. Why not just take colored ink and just do it that way? Just take a brush and well, just paint it. I mean, hooray hooray, real colors. Having described like trying to build your own computer, I was just going to say, well, the colored ink is very complicated and time-consuming, but yes, I I've added my own level of complicated and time-consuming. But it's also going to help me like edit the show as well cuz editing sure. editing this show on that computer, my old laptop mm-hmm. has become a real trial. And it's really going to make the pornography go smoother. So much better. Yes, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Stop so, scratching your head. Don't scratch don't scratch your itchy. wound. It's don't scratch itchy. your wound. It's a little itchy. Okay. I'm just rubbing it. I'm not scratching it. Uh, okay. I was doing it unconsciously, actually, because I was thinking I of, understand. I was thinking of pornography. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes you I guess that wound. makes my head itchy. I don't know. Sure, sure. All right. It's this Pavlovian response to... Uh, you. Um, not ooh to your head, but ooh to the Pavlovian responses. Um... <laughs> You mentioned uh, the, the podcast you're doing. Uh, I did. I'm going to mention in an another. Offhanded way. I'm going to mention another podcast that we're doing. Not the uh, toaster one again. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, this one is called Fansplainers. And oh yeah. It's, uh, where we uh, take a movie, we do a deep dive on the movie, we spoil it, we uh, we explain it, we explain it, we sometimes try to fix it if it's uh, flawed in our minds. And uh, yeah, and the most recent one we recorded, which will be out in a week. Yeah, it'll be out next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is uh, about yesterday. So uh, the uh, <laughs> what? Cue hilarious jokes confusing yesterday with today and sure, tomorrow. exactly. I'm too lazy to do them. I'm just going to cue them. Fair enough. But uh, you might remember that we did a podcast called Completely Beatles, where we went through every Beatles song. Uh, album by album. Yep. And uh, Dave did a super deep dive on that. that so was a, that was a real joy. So uh, yeah, I mean, we're back in the world of the Beatles. Here yeah. And without saying what it is, we may be doing a little something extra Beatly in the future as well. There's uh, hints of something floating around with that. That's so, true. So uh, that's all. That's all <laughs> we're saying. That's right. We are going to anti yesterday this motherfucker. There you are. Well played and well played. <laughs> Thank you. And we are planning something for the 400th episode as well. Uh, so uh, you we're, know, we're still not sure what. Eh, we're semi semi okay. semi sure. Okay, good. Uh, I'm glad we settled on it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We're do, we're we're doing a lot of this. Eh, what thing? <laughs> good. And and so on and so I forth. I like it. I got more free time now that I'm fired. 
Is that right? Sure, I guess I do. I don't think you do. I think you'll probably be working twice Doing as hard. Trying, yeah, yeah, I got to hustle, right. hustle. Yeah, it's fine. Do the hustle. Van McCoy. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was weird. My most recent, uh, my, I guess my last thing for uh, Mad, with the exception of the Meanwhile stuff, is uh, want me to do like three horror movies. And I won't say what the three horror movies okay. are. But uh, it was like a sort of trilogy of these horror movies. And I don't like watching horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I had to uh, watch like, I just had to really watch the trailers and figure yeah. it out and read yeah. some plots and figure okay. it out. But like, ugh, I just, uh, when I got offered the, the gig, I couldn't turn it down because, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you know, you want you want to work. Sure. Uh, but uh, boy, howdy, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch these horror <laughs> movies. What, what they were planning on doing originally was uh, getting some screeners. Okay. That was, that was the plan was uh, the the studios would give screeners so that we do a parody okay. and show us what the parody is. And I was like, I don't want to watch the screeners. But you don't have to watch me. You can get Vic to watch them. And that was tell the point. You, tell That's you what you I was going to do. Yeah, I was yeah. going to get my sister-in-law who likes horror movies to watch them and, and tell yeah. me the gist. That'd be perfect. One of the things I had to do was Then you like, could lend them to me. Watch, I could watch them. Sure. One of, the, one of the trailers was for a movie that... Uh, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just watch the trailer. It won't be that scary. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't need to see that trailer. That was a creepy trailer. Oh, you have to uh, tell me these movies off. off okay, uh, will do. I'm curious now. And then come October, you can read them. I really enjoy horror movies. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. My problem, it's not my favorite genre, but I, my I like them. My problem is they them. don't leave my head. They just are. They just mm. are there. That's a problem. And they're so, and they're solid. And they're there forever. <laughs> and they're there forever. Huh. And uh, and yeah. And again, I used to hallucinate as a kid. And so uh, it's just sometimes you know you'll shed a light out and you'll just see something and it'll be like mm, don't need that in my head. Don't need that to be added <laughs> to the field. Though I would like to make horror movies. That would yeah. be kind of fun. I mm. you know uh, we we came very close to making one a couple of years ago. And uh, that was uh, that was a hoot. It's yeah, good good fun. Um, and I like writing horror stories. That's also that's also fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, horror movies themselves. Also, I think there's a casual cruelty to them that just like bothers me, and I don't don't. I don't think all of them are like that. But I no do, no not do at, agree. not not at all. I do agree. There's some that are to the point where like the... Exorcisters, which is a comic that I that I do, is almost like answering uh, some of the cruelty with mm. uh, you know laughter and, uh, and yeah stuff. yeah. No, there is a certain there. There is uh, definitely a that a big part of that to some some horror. It just depends what you watch, of course. There's films that um, you know that kind of transcend the genre in a way, like The Babadook. And I haven't seen Hereditary yet, and I really do want to see it a lot. I was waiting to watch it with Eve, and then we were talking about it the other night, and and I said, "Oh, have you seen it?" And she said, "Yeah." And I said, "Oh, I was waiting. Wow. I, thought, I was waiting to watch it with you, but I guess I'll I'll just watch it by myself." Is that connected with any of the other universes or anything like that? Nope, it's okay. just its own movie, standalone. Yeah, yeah, how it should be universes. So, okay, so something like um, the Conjuring world, like yes, how many things are connected with that? The Annabelle films. Okay, and there's been like three of those. There's two that have come out, and the third one is coming soon, or maybe it's out. Oh, I guess it's out now, isn't it? So there's three that are out. Three, yeah. And she was the also, nun. She was also in. Uh, she was in the original Conjuring. Okay, all right. Yeah. That's where she first so she's appeared. She's been in four movies. Yes, that doll. She in the Conjuring. She is just kind of the prologue to the to the story. So she's okay. not related to the to the film itself. It's just kind of a creepy start to the movie. Okay, kind of a taster, and it is very creepy and well done. And then you get the actual story, and it kind of sets you up for like, oh, this is gonna be creepy. And so it's a good idea. Like, it, you know, okay. it's a good start. So you got she, uh, that's four, and then the nun. That's five. The nun. Is there and more than a, that? Uh, then there's La La, Rose, La La Rona, whatever the crying, the woman, the crying woman who steals babies or whatever, oh, okay. or so steals got, children. We got six. That's come out. The Curse of La La Llorona. Now, Amityville Horror. Yorona. Does that count? 
I don't know. Is it by the same people? Well, it's... Does it have Ed the, and Lorraine in it? Well, yeah. But does it have Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson as Ed and Lorraine, whatever their names were? No, I don't think so. But okay, it then is, it's not... It is Ed and Lorraine. I know, but it's not part of the Conjuring universe, because that's, that's the, those are the actors who play those characters in the Conjuring universe. Okay. So, I know that... Yeah, okay. So, Amityville Horror is, you know, a real place. It is a... It is a it is a the actual Annabelle mystery. doll is actually a Raggedy Ann doll, but that's, right. that's a real doll. That's a real it's doll. It's like yeah. you know, bit of a story. The other ones are they just straight make em ups? Uh, Conjuring is, I think, is based on an actual a case of theirs. Okay. To a degree, and I think even the Conjuring Two is as well. But in the Conjuring Two, they kind of show. So there's two Conjuring movies. Yeah, there's two Conjuring. Movies. So we got seven films then yeah. so far. All there's right. two Conjuring movies, and in the Conjuring movie, they shoehorn the nun into that movie as well. She doesn't really fit it in thematically or anything, but they okay. wanted to introduce that character. So they could do the nun movie, and the nun is also mentioned in the second Annabelle film. And is the nun any basis in real life? I don't know. I haven't seen that one. That's one I have not seen okay. yet. I have to watch that one. So yet. that uh, so the couple that you're talking about, uh, Ed and Lorraine. Yeah, I can't remember their last name. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what uh, they 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 got busy. They did a lot of stuff. Do, do they make dosh off all these? Are they? Uh, I don't get... don't know. I don't think they're alive anymore. But maybe their estate does. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, they. Oh, that's creepy that they're not alive anymore. <laughs> Why are they ghosts? Yeah, you mean? that's what I'm saying. No, they, I think they thought ghosts were bad, so they would not be ghosts. Okay. They would move on. They move on with their lives. Yeah, we got. Oh, there's a third Conjuring movie. It's coming, coming out. out. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out. All right. They were also uh, okay. This is all just movies with them them in it, but not those actors. Yeah, Amityville Horror, The Haunted. All right, just trying to see if they're. Uh, yeah, I think if if they're not if they're not produced by Blumhouse and they're not and they don't feature Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson as as Ed and Lorraine, which okay. I call it. Yeah, and, uh, Ed uh, passed away in uh, two thousand and six. Okay, and Lorraine passed away um, this year. In, oh, wow. uh, April eighteenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I imagine. I mean, they're using their their stories as source material for the film, so of course they'd have to pay them. Did for, they write books about? I believe it? they had books written. Yeah, I think they did write books, or they at least ghost wrote books or whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to say they were writers, but I yeah. don't. I don't really. I don't know anything about them. I didn't. I never heard of them until the Conjuring films came out. Oh, the, they did a lot of stuff. What? Okay. There's a there's a werewolf uh, thing they dealt with as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, dealt with. Let's put all these dealt with in quotation yeah. marks, of course. They exercised a demon uh, manifesting itself as a werewolf. Okay. Once again, let's put that in quotation marks. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. They exercised a demon. All right. There's the they Union, put it on a... Union Cemetery. There was a white lady ghost which haunted a Union Cemetery. <laughs> uh, they claimed to have captured her essence on film. Um, there we go. Uh, she's compared to the bride entity from uh, the most recent Annabelle movie. I have not seen the most recent. I mean, to be honest with you, some of those movies are good. Some of the movies are bad. Um, the Annabelle movies are p- pretty awful. But the Conjuring movies are quite good. The first one is very good, I thought. The second one's not quite as good, but, you know. It's what like, makes a good horror movie for you? It's like a second donut. Uh, what makes a good horror movie for me is, is atmosphere, atmosphere, atmosphere. Okay. Or if you prefer location, location, location. You it has like, to be something, it has to build up attention. You in like the being movie. scared? I do like being scared. I you like, like being, being nervous. creeped out? Yeah. yeah, I do like that. I don't like being grossed out. That's not interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't find it scary. Like once it goes over the top, then it's no longer scary. It's just like, I'm. What's an example of that that's like, that's, that's too much for you? Um, well, a movie like um, Dead Alive, the Peter Jackson film. Yeah. And it's not scary at all to me. It's just like too silly to be scary. Right. You know? 
Um, but it still works for you as a movie? It's still a good movie. Yeah. This is not a scary movie. It's more of a comedy. How about like uh, Evil Dead? Like the original Evil Dead? Evil Dead is a very scary film. Yeah. Like Evil that's Dead a, 2 is not a scary Evil film. Evil Dead 2 is not a scary film because it doesn't really... Because it's too, it's over. It's intentionally over the top, and it just it kind of dissipates its own right. tension. Whereas the first film is very gripping, and because it, it's done on the cheap as well, that makes it more scary because it just feels rough. It feels rough and dangerous, you know, because there's actors who are in actual dangerous <laughs> situations because they're making a movie with for no money, so that's yeah. very dangerous. But uh, the second one doesn't feel quite the same as that. But I like a, I prefer a film to have uh, another example of like Suspiria to me isn't scary. Suspiria is, it's interesting because it's so wacky, mm-hmm. but it's not scary because it's too over the top. Like when a girl is being chased by a monster through a house and then falls into a room full of barbed wire, you know, you just can't help ask yourself, was it really wise to have a room full of barbed wire in your house? You should have thought about that, this dance school. This dance school should be, you know, where's workers' comp here coming and checking out stuff? This piece of safety inspections of buildings in this kind of town. What the heck? Like you just can't help but just think how silly it is. So once it gets silly, it's it's over the you know, like um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's any. I don't like. Okay, there's one Dario Argento film, Inferno. There's a scene in Inferno where the this woman something something happens on the street and she decides to duck down these stairs to hide from it. I don't know what she thinks it is or what or what. But anyway, it's obviously just like the. It's just it. A sort of incident to get her to into this area of the this old hotel mm-hmm. where she discovers this room underwater and there's a whole sequence where she drops her key inside right. and she has to get out. I described it once before. And it's very well done. And then I, I heard, and I don't know if it's true, but I heard that that segment of the film was directed by Mario Bava. Oh. And I was like, oh, that makes sense why it was so scary because Dario Argento is a bit of a ham-handed director and not very good at building up suspense and stuff like that because he just doesn't have the attention span. But Bava was a very, very efficient director and very good. And that's why that sequence was so scary. And also probably explains why that scary sequence never comes in the movie again. Mm. Like it, it doesn't pay off in any way. It's sort of frustrating with a movie. Well, let me ask you this. Do you, uh, did you mention to me once that you don't really have nightmares? No, I don't have nightmares at all. Yeah, there we go. Or I, don't, I don't, also don't remember my dreams. But I don't wake up at night in, with a cold sweat or panting or whatever. I just, mm-hmm. I just sleep straight through the night. And the secret to that... Is a solid four hours sleep a night. <laughs> it never gets deep enough. Your body is too tired to. No, no, I have. I'm a very deep sleeper. Okay, and that's one of Lisa's pet theories about me is why I don't need that much sleep is that I I deep sleep right away. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't like doze for a little while and then go into a deep sleep. I have pretty much. Do you go to sleep like immediately? Oh yeah, and yeah I go to sleep immediately, like and then seconds. I'm, I'm in a dead pillow, boom. Yeah, done. I'm in a dead sleep. That's something like my wife uh, Pia talks about uh, to me a lot. Is that you know she can't believe how fast I go to sleep. Yeah, like we're in the middle of a conversation, I'm out, and then <laughs> having like an elaborate dream, and then I wake up and tell her it, and you're like you were asleep for like thirty seconds, huh? Thirty seconds, and you just had this like enormous yeah, extreme yeah. dream. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember my dreams. Uh, I think like if you, don't, but I'm really groggy when I if I'm woken up out of my sleep, I have a hard time. Like I'm, I'll be trying to talk, but I can't talk properly because my brain is still uh, befogged okay. by my sleep 
And I know I sound ridiculous and I want to stop talking, but I'm compelled to try to express myself like in a kind of sure. frustrated way, like, sure. but I can't get it out because my brain is not there yet. Uh, my family has a lot of fun with me in those moments. They just think it's hilarious. I think if you don't have nightmares, or at least you can't remember your nightmares, then horror movies aren't as bad because you don't continue them on in your own brain. And you don't have, yeah. to, have to deal with a bunch of stuff. Also, it depends, like, you know, if it connects with a narrative that you've got in your dreams, it's, it also makes the movie uh, have a little bit different context than if it's just something that's standalone on its own, almost its own island that you can visit yeah. and then like leave that's what, the that's island. That's what they are, yeah. Yeah, it's like, a, or if, you know, a, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, the, my problem is when I get on the roller coaster and then get off the roller coaster, I'm still on the roller coaster yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I'll never be off that roller coaster when, I, when yeah. it comes to that. Yeah, it's, well, uh, my disposition, this is a person, it's kind of, you know, I just, I don't, I tend to compartmentalize, so I don't, you know, like, if I wanted to, I could worry terribly, because my wife's away right now in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and I could, you know, if I let my... Because you had a fight? Yes, that's right, she decided to go as far away as possible. I said, I said, it's not quite as far away as possible, you could do another hour and get to Australia, and, and she she's went, like, this is it's why far I'm enough, this it's why I'm far leaving. enough, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Exactly this kind of thing is why I'm leaving. <laughs> But I could worry about so much about her trip. You know, I could worry about the dangers she's facing there. I could worry about the riots that are going on. I could worry about the uh, possibility of a plane crash that, you know, all these sort of things I could worry about. But it's just easier for me to just sort of put that into a little box in my mind and just kind of put it aside and not not worry about it. Just think, hope for the best. Know she's enjoying herself and, and everything's going to be fine. This is really... I just, I'm not going to gain anything by opening that box up and, and you know, kind of and dwelling in, in fear and worry about something that I can't control anyway. So what's the point of, of spending a, you know, wasting my time worrying about, you know, possibilities of terrible things happening? And that's the same with my daughters, too. I could, you know, open up those floodgates and, and drown myself in, in fear and worry about my daughters' good, you know, their, their lives and everything, but it's, it's easier for us not to do that. So I just put those worries aside and, yeah. you know, I, I hope a, for the best. <laughs> I heard a good thing from uh, this doctor, um, Dr. Russell. Dr. Ken- Evil? Doc- no, not Dr. Evil oh, at all. So. Uh, Dr. Russell, Russell Kennedy, who's a stand-up comedian, who's also uh, a doctor who deals with anxiety. Okay. Um, hmm. And I think it's, I think he has a site called Dr. Anxiety. Am I, am I right? Let me make sure I'm getting that right. The Anxiety MD, that's what he calls himself. But he was talking okay. about how our body rewards us for worrying. And when you, you get your little dopamine hit, whether okay. things go right or wrong. Mm. So if like you're worrying about something awful yeah. you know, happening uh, and then the thing doesn't happen, uh, your body gives you a little zing, and it's oh. like, oh, so, oh, oh, yay, hooray, and huh. then it's, uh, you're happy. Or if it does happen, it gives you a little zing and goes like, you were right. You know, <laughs> good for you. You were right. Oh, so you get believe. it both ways. You get it both ways. Mm. Meanwhile, the anxiety tears the shit out of you for that <laughs> huge amount of time yeah. between then and then for this little zippity mm. zip at the end. But you become addicted. Your body literally becomes addicted to the sensation of worrying and the relief from it, whether it's positive or negative yeah. at the end. Uh, but it like just just destroys you along <laughs> the way. So it's uh, it is very much like a like a destructive drug. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I've I had to think about lately. But yeah, he he talks about that kind of stuff and it was it was kind of neat and just going, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, you get it you get it both ways, whether you were right or whether you were wrong. Yeah. That's Your interesting. body goes, mm-hmm. 
but it's not something I like to do very much. I'm not. I'm no, not no, a, no, no, I'm no, no. I don't think people like to. No, do no, it. no. I mean, but <laughs> you I mean, know, but you. Yes. I don't even enjoy the reward from it. I don't. I don't partake in in that activity. Mm-hmm. I'm not a worrier. I. That's Lisa's job. So I guess I put it on our shoulders. Well, this is sometimes a thing in a relationship is if someone does carry a certain emotional burden or, you know, you, you separate jobs yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And then the one person does the thing and the one person does the other. And Yeah, we're like evolutionary ma- evolutionarily ma- matched because like I, you know, I could have the house fall on me and I would just be quietly sleeping. But if it, like a, fl- a fly bumps into the window, she's awake, you know, and what what's going on? What happened? So say it's perfect for me because I have her to wake me up if there's act- any actual danger and not just a, an imaginary thief in the the carpet downstairs. Although that's also I get woken up for that too, but that's okay because I can fall back back asleep again. That's the other thing the bugs bugs uh, her that I can do. I can get up, feed the dogs, bring the cat in, feed the cat, take them outside, get, let it get them pee, come back in, lay down, and go back to sleep again. Well, we're um, we're the way the way things used to be was you would like have two sleeps a night and you know you'd have like a little bit of a sleep and then you'd get up in the middle of the night and usually do things and people would you know uh, do some do some business and then go back to sleep and oh really you know, yeah that used to be like how how we kind of functioned oh really uh and that's that's kind of what i do now is you know the cat will wake me up yeah i'll, I'll come downstairs i'll feed i'll feed the cat i'll, I'll check mail see if there's anything that's an emergency sure and the, mad magazine written to me yeah yeah exactly uh, no, don't go online. That's not a good thing. That is a rabbit hole that will keep you up even longer. But just just check things and just see yeah. if there's anything sure. you know that's a crisis or whatever. Nope, 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 nope. Fine, I'll go back upstairs and I'll I'll get like an extra. At least this is how it used to be, an extra deep sleep. Then, yeah, like really, that's where the deep sleep comes in. Okay, and then yeah, just uh, sleep in. But yeah, that is how we used used to be. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's that's interesting. I wonder. Well, it makes sense. I mean, if you have a house that needs to be warm. You know, you might have to get up in the night and tend the fire, like tend your coal fire or mm-hmm. whatever that heats your house or your, your peat fire or whatever, like restoke it and get a, you know, so you have warmth. I mean, yeah, it does make sense that you have chores you need to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure that I was right about this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we used to we used to sleep in two segments. That used to be how, how people really like huh. functioned. Huh. Yeah, I don't, yeah, because like Lisa, for instance, she, if she wakes up, that's it for her. She kind of go back to sleep if she wakes up at one in the morning mm-hmm. that's it she's done she will not go back to sleep that's again interesting yeah she, that's that's often why she there's a lot of facebook because she's up so early in the morning what i'm disliking now and it's a tough thing to complain about is uh is i've been getting up in the mornings and i just really strongly dislike it like I, it's making <laughs> me like go to sleep at you know just a little before midnight okay. or whatever and start yeah. getting start getting sleepy and i love being up late mm. like that's when i like working that's when I like I like TV late at night. I like yeah. just being I just like it being dark outside. Mm. And I, I just like it so much. And I've been getting up at like you know seven or eight in the morning, <laughs> and it's shit. It's shit. It's it's like I understand that's the case for like most people, sure. but I've like made uh, kind of my life around getting up around noon, which is mm. like by the time you get up at noon, people have gotten their act together. Like the nice thing is, any cr- super dumb crises have usually been solved. Huh? You know, by that point, that used to always be the case. Was just like, oh, oh no, something oh, at ten a.m. Oh. and I, oh no, no, we figured it out. Oh, it's okay, fine. And it's like you get up at twelve, <laughs> you just miss all that shit. And and uh, food's better, TV's better, everything's better. 
Uh, it's nicer out. Uh, if you have to take public transit, you know, it's more reasonable. It's not like a whole bunch of angry people on there, just really angry. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had breakfast food? It's just terrible. It's just a nightmare. Wait, I've been with you and you've ordered breakfast food in the in the evening. Oh, that's okay. That's a choice. But like <laughs> when you don't have, uh, that's a place that's got breakfast all day, but it's got other alternatives yeah. and I'm making a choice. Yeah. When it's just like, here's your alternatives. It's like, it's eggs. I like them. Some form of pig. Yep, that's uh, good too. toast. Yep. There you go. I'm in. That's it. That's all you need. I don't really eat that myself, but okay. What do you have in the? I just morning? have breakfast cereal in the morning. Yeah, that's just gross. a bowl of breakfast Disgusting. cereal. Can't even can't even stand that idea. Um, the yeah, idea of putting some, milk on cereal is just like yeah, such uh, a screaming nightmare to me. I have some be- lovely cold milk on some cereal. Ugh. And what usually, could be worse? Usually, and uh, has Did to be. Did we lose a war? I can't have any sugar on the cereal, Ugh. and I like to put fruit on it. Okay. Yeah. Ugh. It's all good. Horrible. And that's uh, all I have. And then I go to the gym. I'm so glad you enjoy it, though. I get up at quarter to five. Oh, my God. Could you imagine a gym in the morning? In the morning? It's great. Oh, my God. Oh, that's the best time to go. Oh, I guess it's clean. It's, I guess it's, and it's clean. It's mostly empty. Yeah, I like the emptiness. And of so I, I, can get on the, I can get onto the running machine. By the way, a gym at, uh, at, at 1 p.m. is also empty. My gym closes at uh, 11. So What? Yeah. People, Why? People need to go home and see their families. It's all good. At a, at a, oh, at 11 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, p.m.? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like 1 p.m. is when uh, when I go to the gym. Oh, one, I thought you meant 1 in the morning. Yeah. No, 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 1 p.m. Yeah, 1 p.m. is good, but I, I just don't have that I don't have that luxury because I haven't at work. So it's me and elderly ladies that are, uh, <laughs> that are in their full clothes and don't have gym clothes and are like on treadmills and wearing <laughs> slippers occasionally. Yeah. Ah, oh, fantastic. Sounds smelly. No, they're very clean. Mm. <laughs> Your clothes. We're a real city mouse, country mouse situation. With this whole <laughs> I thing. sweat a lot of the gym, so okay. There's nothing wrong with like no, no, it's not. No. That's that's fine. that's why I wear a gym. That's why I wear a gym strip. I don't uh, so I can change out of it, get rid of that those smelly clothes. Actually, I don't smell very much when I sweat, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm on the wrong I'm Although, on the wrong sleep schedule for sure for myself right now, and yeah, I've become a morning person, and it's just gross. <laughs> It's gross, and and yeah, you're like everybody else. I know it's awful. I've 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 built my life around not being this, and now I'm 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 stuck in this right now. So why do you think it's, why do you think that's happening? It's been it's been stress related things okay. and, and some some stuff, and so yeah, it's what I've been trying to do is like when I start to feel sleepy is when I will go to sleep and not try to force myself up past a certain point just just for safety just yeah. for health reasons just to make sure uh i'm like oh, okay well i guess if my body is saying it needs sleep right now i'll listen to it there you go and but then it uh it, it gets up early <laughs> and things have been things have been better health-wise and stress-wise and, oh, and, and whatnot oh, but uh yeah the, the the morning element thing is, is actually a, a stress on me because it is so g- gross and <laughs> My wife sleeps in quite late, and so it's kind of kind of empty house as mm, well. Yeah. So it's just like, so do you don't I, like that feeling? Oh, n- not. Uh, I like not an, I like all, an empty house. Not all the time. No, no, I don't like it all the time, but I do like an empty house. No, it feels lonely. It feels lonely. I like that feeling. Just like puttering around and like, uh, I don't mind like an empty like a space to myself, but like yeah. later on in the day, then that's then that's fine. But in the morning, it's just like, and there's nothing for me really to do because, mm. like, 
it's just morning and it's yeah. garbage. It's just garbage. Like <laughs> and it's you want like, to you want to so force shit. someone else to have to suffer with you. Oh, it's just like so shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, oh fuck mornings. So it's, this huh. is just the fucking. Yeah, I'm worst. not. I'm not a huge. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of mornings. If I, it seems like your mornings agent. If I could, I could. I would so sleep much. in and and. Uh, when is sleeping in for you? Like how late is a sleep? Well, in? nowadays it's ridiculously little. I like I wake up at eight in the morning on a Saturday. Like I could sleep in so much. Although sometimes I will sleep till eleven. It just depends what time I go to bed at and. And what happens in the morning? Mm-hmm. Like often, I will get up and do things, and then I'll go back to bed and sleep till eleven, and that feels very nice because often the week, you know, I don't sleep a whole lot during the week just because it's it's busy. I'm doing things, you know, like like this week, for instance, on Monday, I I was doing research for listening party, and I think I was up till midnight, and I went to bed. You know, it's like when you go into the house at midnight, then you're guaranteed that you're not going to bed at midnight. You're gonna like do a couple things or some laundry, you know, and you fix, you need to do that. And then you go upstairs and the dogs are there. And so you have to goof around with them for a minute. <laughs> and then, then you gotta, you know, go in the kitchen and there's some, maybe some dishes to put in the dishwasher and you do that and you, you know, rinse something out in the sink. And then now oh, it's 1220. Oh man, I should get to bed. So then you go to the bathroom and then you're brushing your teeth while looking at Twitter. <laughs> and then that like 15 minutes later, you're like, oh man, I'm really stretching this. You know, and so you get to bed, it's already 1230. And then, you know, you're up at quarter to five. So you hardly get any sleep. So I'm trying. I just know that, you know, I just know that during the week, I'm, I'm going to get have, have a sleep deficit. So the weekend should be my sleep yeah. asset, whatever the, the word is. But, but I can never quite get it to work that way. Because it just seems like, you know, at some point my body's like, okay, eight o'clock's come. Normally you're up at five quarter to five, so this is really a, I'm letting you sleep in, Dave. So we should get up now, though. Time to get up. Come on, let's go do stuff. Yeah, which it's okay. Yeah. Now, uh, what I was talking about earlier, I was trying to just find some evidence of what I was saying was true. Yes, we used to have uh, first and second sleep. Okay. Sort of thing. And here, would you like a literary example of this? Thing? Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, Charles Dickens' book, uh, Barnaby uh, Rudge. Barnaby Rudge, yeah. Written in 1840. One of his one of his few historical novels. Yeah, let me just, just read you a quick... Uh, sure, lit- I actually read this, I read this book, so I'm interested in what this quote is. He knew this, even in the horror with which he started from his first sleep, and threw up the window to dispel it by the presence of some object beyond the room, which had not been, as it were, the witness of his dream. So he, that was his mm. first sleep he was talking about. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like I say, an, an historical novel. So I'm not too sure what the period is of it, but he didn't write a very he didn't write very many historical novels. Yeah, a pe- Tale of Two Cities is another one. Right. Barnaby Rudge, and I can't think of another one off the top of my head. Yeah, people are saying with the um with the with the first and second sleep thing, this might be why people have sleep disorders because we are kind of biologically designed to have these two mm. things. And by combining the two, we've messed ourselves up. So okay. sometimes people that have trouble sleeping, they do break it into two, and that it, uh, it works out better for them. Oh, yeah. well, I'm going to tell my boss that now when I'm sleeping in the at two o'clock. Just just fall fall asleep while everyone's playing spike ball around you. But, but really, you're not. It's not like a, you don't break it like the whole day. It's not like a siesta. Really, it's just like you get up for an hour and do some stuff, then you yeah. go back to bed again. That's right. Maybe have a little uh, little small meal or something mm. like a little nosh. I do like getting up at night and doing a couple of things, and then going back to bed again. Mm-hmm. It's actually not that bad. Hmm. Yeah, I meant the first time I, I I couldn't do it though because I have to set an alarm, and then Lisa would just oh uh, okay, it'd be terrible. Because you yeah, want to wake up. Like when when I was in high school, we had a um, 
some sort of like all night marathon roller rink thing that we yes, did. Yes, I did that too for band in, in junior high school. Yeah, it was something something along those lines. So like I got uh, I got home at like seven in the morning or maybe mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Yeah, and went to sleep and I woke up at uh, two. And uh, my parents let me, of course, because I had been up all night. Yeah. I was doing a thing. And I woke up at 2 p.m. And I went, this is great. <laughs> and it, like, changed me forever. And I went, this <laughs> is fucking fantastic. Huh. I love this. Yeah. This is exactly when I should get up. <laughs> this is this is, this is is perfect. Yes. Wow. You know, over time, I, I kind of adjusted to where, like, maybe 11 was was good but yeah i was gonna say i don't think i could sleep into the afternoon like that that's just oh it's so good that'd be too much for me and uh i i think i think the thing that i need to do is just start doing more like shows at night or like late night things yeah yeah you know just to get the the adrenaline circadian rhythms back in uh this is a weird thing it's like whenever i've talked to doctors or you know therapists or people you know about the hours that i normally keep they're like well, that's probably not good for you. You want to get your circadian rhythms to, and it's one of the only things I just want to say to them: fuck off, fuck <laughs> off with circadian rhythms. Like mornings are such a stone cold drag. Yeah, so it's so weird you say that because it's just a time bummerish. It's such a this is a time, but it's a time where like I, I don't leave the house the, in the morning the general, unless I'm going to work. So the gen okay. If I turn on any media, like if I turn on television, yeah. it's a very different set of... Okay, the commercials are very different. Mm. The commercials feel clearly that you're old. Like really old if you're if you're up in the morning. Yeah. Like it is it is catheter city. Also, to be fair, you're watching it is TV. like your heart is your heart medicine. It's well, it's the news, it's yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know. It's no <laughs> one's no one is trying to at any point sell you a fucking car. Yeah. No one thinks you can get a car because you are you are on the way out, Jack. Yeah. You know. Uh, so don't even, don't even go and, and not even car insurance. Huh. Cause you're clearly not driving old man. Uh, you know, you've got, I'll tell you, you a secret. I'll tell problems. you a secret. Yeah. Get around. I don't watch television until, until night. Okay. I never watch TV during the day. I just, I don't even like to watch TV during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't watch morning television. So, I, you know, so it doesn't really, uh, I don't know. It's just that's not really part of my like my life schedule or whatever. Like watching TV that way. Even like radio, morning radio, you like yeah. listen to it and just go. That's why they, well, everyone's a jerk. Thank God they invented podcasts. Yes, that is that's, really nice. That's why I, I to. mean, you're right. I could pretend that it's later. You I don't have to pretend. It just it's it's not it's not important. Here's what's here's what's not here. Mail mail isn't here yet. Yeah. Like all this stuff is just not here. That like the brings with it the day. Yeah. And yeah, like gets true. your day going. It's that's just true. like ugh, you're around when. People are doing things. <laughs> really, this all comes down to the, you just don't like milk and cereal. It's a, that's it's really a, it's what it's start. down to. The food, the food it's, is terrible. The food is fine. The, the television is terrible. You could have everyone's in a bad mood. You could have pancakes and waffles. I would like to if, get on Which a are, bus. Pancakes are okay. Get on a bus yeah. at seven in the morning. Get on a bus at seven in the morning. Yeah, I will pay you a dollar for every smile. <laughs> and I will not open my wallet once. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. I used to take the sky train in the morning to work, and it was uh, it was a pack of people that were not happy. Mm-mm. But, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm making a blanket statement. I don't know if that's absolutely true. I'm, you know, I want to be under a blanket. It's at that just point. a time of day. You know, like if 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 I could, I would stay up later. I would stay up until three in the morning because I don't like going to bed for one thing. So mm-hmm. I'm always willing to put off going to bed. So I would probably end up going to bed at three or four in the morning over time. And I would get up at two in the afternoon or whatever. And then that, I just keep pushing that until I went around the clock over and over again. And that's fine. Because it's just 
just time. It's not. It's meaningless, right? It's an abstract thing that we, you know, like you could you get up in the morning. When you say here's that, a secret. I want you to say man, man. It's like it's just Sorry. time. Man. It's an abstract thing, man. Because you could get up in the morning yeah. and make a pizza. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. that you have a pizza if you don't like breakfast food. But you know what you can't do? Pizza. Order a pizza. No, you can't order a pizza, but you mm-hmm. can you can make your own pizza, which just is better. And then. Not really. I'm lying, everyone. <laughs> so many pizzas suck. I'm, just, I'm, obviously, I'm obviously really living my argument when I'm making up something like that. Just making cold stone facts up. Pizza, how many pizzas good? No, it's not, Dave. Ah, my argument just fell to pieces. You could make a hamburger. Homemade hamburgers are good. Sure. You can make a sandwich. You can bake a steak. You don't need to like have Bake breakfast. a steak? I said make a steak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm, baked steak. <laughs> Everyone loves baked steak. I'm continuing my argument. I'm really trying to walk on a tightrope here. Um, I've never cooked a thing in my life. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't. You know, it's just it's it's up to you. You're the one who's making it a misery yeah, for sure, yourself sure. by insisting. You get up in the morning, you're like, oh my god, I have to have milk in my cereal. Oh, I hate it so much. Oh, this is so awful. I hate mornings. Like, let's make a steak. Or bake a steak, if you like. I think there's also a thing, because I'm a freelancer. So, you know, if you get up later, mm-hmm. you know whether you've gotten paid for the day. Yeah, that's Like, that's, that's a nice nice. thing. Sure. So, like, uh, you're like, oh, okay, well, now I can sort of plan things, because I know checks have come in, or they haven't come in, or I know what the people who are hiring me need me to do. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you wake up at 7, <laughs> no one's... it's a long time. But what if you work for people in New York? Would they would they be in contact with you by yeah, then? Yeah, that, that's that's a thing. Okay. You know, that's that's not too bad. Um, but also, but the money wouldn't be in yet. No. You know, so you're like... Because uh, well, none of these people can pay you it, by it, electronic mail. It changes mail. my day around whether or not yeah. I've been paid or not. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, check Twitter and see if I've been fired. <laughs> These are all things you, you know, can do. One of, those, uh, one of those things you can do. I think also because I'm a cat, uh, cat person, like I have cats. Yeah. Um, that uh, if I'm up late, me and my cat are in sync and I get mm. better sleep. Okay. Because, you know, uh, I'm up when it's up and then, you know, and the, and the other times out. It's good. Yeah. Whereas now I'm kind of out of sync. So, like, the cat comes in at, like, you know, uh, early in the morning and like gives me the pat on the face like hey hey doofus feed me <laughs> yeah and i'm like all right and i should have like trained him out of it but i don't know how to and so i'll just feed him yeah yes master it's that's a funny thing like I, I am by myself at home right now with the dogs yeah and when lisa's home they whine and make a big fuss in the morning and are such big babies when i'm by myself I'm up at like seven in the morning and I yeah. haven't even made a sound. Yeah, this is me being a chum. Yeah, my li- my wife's laughing right now because the cat will be whisper quiet. Yeah. Whisper quiet all day. Yeah. Until I come home. Yeah. And then it, yeah. it, it knows who the sucker is. Murder. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. Did you, did you feed him? Yep. Uh, well, what's going on? <laughs> he knows a sucker. Yeah, he knows uh, Johnny but, Chump well, is in town. The dogs do do that. Like, if it doesn't matter who comes home, if you, if someone, if the dogs have been fed, yeah, and then you go out, and another person comes home, they will act like they have not been fed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like they are such good actors. Same, same with my cat. It's goddamn liar. So, goddamn liar. I can see food in the bowl. Our, Shut up. Our family Facebook group. The messages are basically dogs fed, dogs fed, dogs fed every day. Someone writes that down because. Someone's going to get fooled by those damn dogs, so we always make sure we mark it. So everyone knows the dog has been fed. When you get home, no need to feed them. I know they're going to lay on the floor and act like they haven't been fed in three months. 
I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw this out as I think the question question of the week. All right. Uh, uh, you know, we still got room for a sub question, but like, sure. What's the best time to get up? What's the best time? Ten in the morning. You know, we we can also like not sub question it, but as part of this, what's the best time to get up? And also, what's the best time of the day for you? What's the time of the day that you like the most? Yeah, after nine o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. That's when I get my second wind. I like just I like like around midnight. Mm. That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, especially if I can stay up and I'm not going "Uh," (laughs) fading out. Yeah, I get really tired in the mid part of the day. But nine o'clock comes, I get my second wind, and I'm like, "Let's party!" I might not be playing enough video games too. Like, video games are really good for. I need to go to sleep. Wait, let me just play a level of you know Spider Man, <laughs> and like, well, I gotta get through this, and yeah. that'll that'll keep you up for a nice long time. I'm not doing enough of that. Okay, okay. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure. I but gotta even figure even with that, you could also have the experience of like waking up and you just find Spider Man's walking into a wall over and over <laughs> again because you've fallen that asleep. Is, and... That is quite possible. Um. Last week, though, we asked a, another question, which was, uh, what was your most dangerous job or injuries that you've received on the job? Mm. And we had a nice uh, letter from uh, Laurel Robertson. Did I answer that question? What's that? Did I answer that question last week? I'm not sure if you did. What, would you like to answer it? Sure. Now? I'll answer it first. Please do. Um, Laurel, Laurel, please just step yeah, aside, hold, Dave. Hold Dave. your horses, Laurel. Dave hasn't talked enough, so go ahead. <laughs> I know, Laurel, you just had one thing to say. Yeah. But Dave, Dave no, needs no. the space. So, Listen. Dave, let Dave, let Dave yeah. have the space. Yeah. He needs this. Okay, go. <laughs> um... Working on the fishing boat, I would say, was my most dangerous job. And when did you do, when did you do that? Uh, when I was twenty eight, I worked on a fishing boat for a summer, just one summer. It was basically like uh, the skipper needed someone to work on the boat, and so he wanted to hire someone from the ferry school where he was going. But the people that he knew really well in the class, none of them could go, and so then he asked me to go, and I did. And it was kind of awkward because I think he wanted me to be like a party animal kind of a guy. Mm. That is the wrong person to ask to on a boat if you want a party animal. I'm a very good worker. I work those 16-hour days every day right. without complaint. I th- I work down in the you know minus 40 Celsius, minus 40 uh, freezer, the locker uh, where we kept the fish. I worked there every morning for two and two to three hours every morning. Didn't complain, you know. I, but when it came to like going on a shore and going to a bar, I just wasn't into the sambuca and all that stuff. No, thank you. So that I think Would I was, you have a Coca Cola. I probably had a Coca Cola. I think I was a little bit disappointing to to him that way, but but he was a very nice person and he paid me very well for doing that job. But and would you sleep on the boat? Sleep on the boat. We never came ashore. We were we were at sea. We didn't even couldn't even see the land for most of the time. Were you saying went to the bar? Well, occasionally we'd come in to drop drop, drop fish. Oh, like okay. we'd have, like we'd fill up and we'd come ashore to to unload, and then they would take advantage of that to go and party down. Um, so. Anyway, he is a grown man with with like two two teenage daughters. Like it seemed to me like that's past the party down age, sir. But okay, whatever. So then, uh, but the boat itself, like what what was most dangerous on the boat was when we would move at night, and often I would still be gutting. I'd still be gutting fish because we'd bring up our bring up our. We are a troller, so a troller isn't doesn't use nets. It uses um, fishing lines. Basically, it has it has three different weighted lines that come off the boat on either side so six lines and then on those lines are a series of other fishing lines that are attached to those lines okay. that go straight out into the water and they have spinners and stuff on them to to lure the fish and then as they bite these are brought up and and they're the lines are taken off and then the fish are brought on boat board and they're they're roundly struck on the head and then and then they're gutted and so that was my job my job was gutting 
all day long. And But at night, when we were moving, I would be on the deck of this boat while it was going through the water, and I'd be gutting, and we'd have to take down the, the guardrails along the side of the boat. And my one thought the whole time I was doing it was, don't fall overboard, because if you do, no one will ever see you again, because it was often nighttime when we were moving as well. And if you fell overboard, they wouldn't know, because everyone was inside, the two other Jesus. people on the boat were inside the cabin, and you would just be gone, and by the time they knew, yeah. it would be too late. So why would you take down the rails? Because when they moved, it would have to come down. Just, it was just for, just the, just for the boat, just because uh, there wasn't... Just, they were they're up for like when you were just kind of tootling along, but when you were going at speed, you couldn't have them okay. in place. They, they would just fall out. Oh, all right. And then get lost. So, yeah, I know that was not good, but it was okay for the other deckhand to get lost. So, yeah, I know that was a scary and very dangerous part of the job, which I did not enjoy at all. Every other part of the job I didn't didn't mind, but, but uh, yeah. Do you sometimes get fish for fun now, just to remember? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even know if I could get a fish. I was really efficient when I, by the time I got off the boat. We got really good marks. We got marked for our fish because our fish were sold, like, for sushi and stuff because mm-hmm. they were... There's like very little damage to them yep. because they're caught in the line and brought onto the boat. So all the scales are intact, unlike with nets. And so they were sold to, a lot of them were sold to Japan. And we were marked, we were graded on our presentation of our fish, how yep. they were frozen, how they were glazed, how they were gutted and everything. Like, And we always got really good marks because I'm such a fussy person. So that the skipper liked me for that anyway. He's now, like, would, I was you, so proud. would you eat fish on the boat? Nope, nope, because that was the money. No. So yeah, the skipper... I guess he just went shopping like at Costco or whatever before we left. And so the freezer, the hold of the boat, which was, it was a freezer boat. It, um, it would just, it was just full of food for us and it would slowly get depleted as we sailed. And then we'd fill, put the fish there. So, yeah. So there's like milk in there and ice cream and pies and soup. Well, soup were in cans, so they'd be somewhere else, but right. anything that was perishable was inside the, the freezer. And then other things would, the dry goods were, were elsewhere. So basically like, you know, we're so busy Lunch would be like a can of soup put into the oven and it would heat up in there. And then that's what you would eat, you know, because we just, we work, we, lit, we did really work 16 hour days. We'd get up in the morning at yeah. six in the morning and we'd usually, we'd stop at nighttime when the, when the, when, when uh, it was night, when it was dark, the fish wouldn't bite anymore. Yeah. So you'd stop then. So it was around nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, we'd shut her down. So there were long days. And so we were just exhausted. Would you uh, would you read afterwards or just go right to sleep? Pretty much go right to sleep. I could sometimes read during the day, but it would be quiet. It would be quiet times when the fish weren't biting or whatever. But often we were just working like all day long and then you just crash at night or watch TV. We sometimes like eat a pie and eat an ice cream block. <laughs> like literally, he would just take a pie and he'd cut it into thirds for the three of us. Yeah. And then he'd take an ice cream block a brick of ice cream and he yeah. cut it into thirds and put that with the pie and we just sit and eat that sure. and I would think to myself well there go my plans of losing weight on this job because I thought oh I'm going to be working so hard I'm going to like get real skinny did and... you end up losing weight on the job? no I got really blonde but I pretty much stayed the exact same weight from when I got on to when I got off again and you've uh, you've never been a fan of uh, fish no I don't Wait. really like fish very much mm. I don't mind I don't did mind that, like fish and, and chips did that turn you off uh, nope. fish? no nope, I didn't like them before that okay my grandma was a real fisher, real fisherwoman, real fisherman. She um she loved to fish, so we often got salmon when she went out on the old salt chuck and uh, got some salmon. So, as she called it, the salt chuck. You know that term? No. Oh, yeah, it's an old Chinook term uh, for the water, the chuck. Ah. So chuck was just fresh water, and salt chuck was the ocean. Oh, nice. Yeah, Chinook was a trading language that was like a combination of of First Nations languages, Russian, English and Spanish, and they all kind of were 
pushed together into one kind of Esperanto of the Northwest so people could understand each other when they met. Oh, neat. And so, yeah, like words like skookum come from it and chinook, yep. obviously, and and chuck. I'm sure there's other words that we, a lot of them have kind of gone gone the way of the dodo. But when my grandma was younger, those the people who spoke those languages were still alive. So right. they were still in, in the culture. Now they're just sort of memories. Oh, that's very neat. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad you made it off the boat okay. I did. But let's hear from Laurel. Okay. Sorry, Laurel, to interrupt your uh, moment in the sun. No, it's fine. Uh, I'm speaking for Laurel right now, saying, um, <laughs> right. "Hi, Ian and David. Hi, hi, Laurel. There we go. Okay, we both said hi. Uh, in answer to the second question of the week, I don't remember any particularly dangerous jobs I've had. Well, thanks, Laurel. That's Laurel. Well, the end. <laughs> thanks for I'm, writing. I'm sorry. I am sorry that I that I stopped. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. wait. No, it's just, oh. it's just, there's more. There's more. Okay. There's more. I, I stopped reading too early. Okay. Yes, when I worked at a bee farm. I got stung sometimes uh, if checking hives, uh, but I have been stung uh, plenty here in my own hives, so that doesn't count. I think it counts. It does count. And does it does it hurt you to get stung though? Well, I've heard that you can like over time build like lose your tolerance for bee stings by being stung a lot. Hmm. So you could like have a high resistance to to like pain or to the effects of the bee sting, but that can go de- decrease over time if you get stung a lot. Right. Let us know, Laurel. And if you watch the movie you know The Sting what? enough times, then you just go numb as well, because that is a long let movie. Me, let me just add one little thing. Sure. A while ago, a few Christmases ago now, Laurel was kind enough to send us some honey, which was delicious and was eaten mostly by me, by myself, at my house. I really like, I really enjoyed it. Did you put it in a honey pot like Winnie the Pooh? It ca- well, it came in a little plastic. Oh, well, then there you go. Thingy. Um but oh this is continuing Plastic but container. i did have uh, a very unexpected injury on my job a uh, massage therapist it says then brackets hmm. a few years ago i was using the cupping uh modality on a client you said bag. cupping right cupping yes yeah, what okay. did you think i said no it's fine oh very good cupping modality modality was the word i had a problem with yeah on a client's back uh with the suction type uh cups not fire ones at one point, I needed to wipe my oily hands on a nearby towel, so I stashed the pump handle under my chin. When I reached for the towel, the handle started sliding, and instinctively, instead of letting it fall on my client's back, I frantically, frantically grabbed for it with said chin and fractured my sternum. Oh. Ouch. The painful and disturbing crack <laughs> must not have been audible because the client never noticed. Huh. I didn't know uh, what happened until later. Just continued the session. Yeah. And I did three more 60-minute sessions that day. Holy Moses. In so, fact, I figured uh, out how to work around the injury and yeah. did not miss a day of work. So it, it was a very crazy thing. But in a few weeks, Good for it you. Healed, that's admirable. And uh, that's a very Dave thing to do. I, I'm <laughs> against it. Uh, it healed and no problems since. Wow. Yeah. So... You cracked your sternum. So was it the muscles that were pulling on it that were causing the pain? So was it like, was it like twisting the the, the bone, the structure of the sternum? I wonder. I don't know. You can you explique if you play Laurel. And uh, she continues. Uh, Ian, thanks for being open about the anxiety you've been going through with health, life uh, changes. I think everyone at some point has anxiety to one degree or another. It's good we can share what's going on instead of feeling alone. It's important. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, Laurel, I uh, heard another listener said something similar about things we've talked about in the past, and that meant a lot to me as well recently. So thank you, thank you for that. Uh, and 
also says, I'll get that uh, cream cheese blueberry pie recipe to oh, you fellows soon. Sounds good. Also, I uh, also appreciate a little God talk when you drift into that realm. Thanks, as always. Laurel, thank you so much, Laurel. Thank you, pleasant, Laurel. Pleasant letter. Hi. And my cat wants some focus now, too. Hello. Yes, I know. No, we're, I know what we're doing for time. I know we've been talking for a while. Anyway, <laughs> hi. Back, Hello. Back, back at you. Do you have a secondary question or something that you would like to ask our uh, our, our listeners? I I, I kind of hog the questions. Well, sorry, what was your what was the question going to be again? Uh, that's a very good question. What the this question is, was going to be? The prof- second question this is, is professional, what was, everyone. What was the first question? Is the second question? Do you remember what the first question was? <laughs> that's why no, I don't. That's why I asked you what it was. Yeah, no, I don't remember it. You don't remember it? Nope, not at all. All right, well, I'll I'll make sure I write it down when okay, I'm listening to good. the show because then we'll we'll get it. Real pro- this is called professional. Guys in Their Early 50s <laughs> Doing a Podcast, Second One of the Day. This is this is what happened. That's our excuse? Yeah. It's so pathetic. So sad. Oh, I know what it was. Mm. It was what uh, time do you get up and or what's the oh, best that's time right. what's of the your, day for you? What's the best time of the day for you? That's, yeah. that's right. My secondary question, mm-hmm. based on that question, is... <laughs> I was, hey, Hitchcock, what's with the suspense? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a question. I'll try and think of something. Okay. I'll try and think of something brilliant. Um, did, have you heard of a movie called Under the Silver Lake? You, I think you mentioned it to me earlier because it has an actor in it who's part of Garfunkel and Oates. Is that correct? That's right. Yes, that okay. is correct. Uh, it's a movie by the director of the horror film It Follows. Okay. Did you see It Follows? No, I did not. Okay. It's about the clown from It following somebody. It's right. It's about an invisible monster that follows people, but it appears to the person being followed as various in various guises. A, it's it's a metaphor for something sexual. It could be. You could take it that way if you want, or it could just be a scary monster. It's okay. up to you. That, how you like to watch movies. I don't know if I, you know, like most of those sort of things. I don't know how metaphor. Uh, like, like I think a metaphor holds it better in a shorter vehicle i think in a long in a movie it kind of it because you know kind of goes different ways it, the metaphor kind of gets it gets kind of pulled apart if that's really what they want to do okay but i think you could read it that way if you want but but yeah he did this other movie so of course everyone's very excited now because this person made a movie i'm sorry i don't know his name made his made this movie it was, it was a good film it was pretty good it wasn't super scary but you know okay, you're film. asking what the direct what the who the director is sure it is david robert mitchell there you go david robert mitchell so he made it follows and everyone's very excited by it so then a uh, studio comes comes to him and says, "Listen, we love what you did. We want you to make a movie for us. Carte Blanche. You can do whatever you want. Just you know." And he says, "Okay, well, I got a great. Pro- I have a project in mind. It's called Under the Silver Lake. Okay, it's kind of a it's kind of a noir detective film, but kind of a slacker noir detective movie. Kind of like a Inherent Vice, if you will, or or The Long Goodbye. And they're like, sounds great, <laughs> sounds cool. Let's let's do this. Let's do it. So he makes the film. They probably saw it and went, not sure what we're looking at here." But let's show it at con. They'll get it because they're French. They're, they're gonna con, love it. Yeah. yeah. So what did you say? Sorry. They're con. They're con. Yeah. yeah. So then they showed it at con. Mixed reaction is the best way oh, to describe okay. it. So then they're like, "Ooh, I don't know what to do with this movie now. We paid for it. We paid for this movie. Right. What we're gonna do? We're not gonna release it to theaters. Okay. We're just gonna throw it onto Amazon Prime and not tell anyone that it's there. <laughs> okay. And we're just gonna quietly sure. let it die. Sure. And that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell everyone out there that if you like movies that are real mind fucks, mm-hmm. if you like a movie that takes you places you don't expect, 
If you like a movie that you can puzzle over what it's saying for weeks after you watch it, then you will really enjoy Under the Silver Moon, which stars Andrew Garfield, ex-Spider-Man actor, okay. who I thought was very good in those films as an actor. I don't think those movies were great, but I think he was very good in those films. And he's really great in this movie. And it also stars Riley Keough, who I know best as one of the one of the women in Mad Max, uh, Fury Road. Uh, she is the daughter of Lisa Marie Presley. She's very good in the film. Actually, all the people in the movie are very good. It's mostly, though, Andrew Garfield who kind of carries the movie. He's sort of the main actor of the film, the main character in the movie. And I kept, I kept His saying this person from Garfunkel notes. It's Licky, uh, Ricky uh, Lind- Lindholm. Yes. she's yeah. yeah, she's got a small role in the film. And most everyone has like a small role in the movie. Okay. It's basically a movie about Andrew Garfield's character and his journey okay. of discovery. And but it's a it's a very good movie and I highly recommend it. So if you are on Amazon Prime as I, I am because I like to get my packages quickly, then you um well you know it's it's sure. eighty dollars a year so twelve you know divide that by twelve okay it's not that much money for it it's only like but that's less than seven dollars a, a a month for the privilege of unlimited music streaming if that's what you like to do bunch of videos. Bunch of new There's music streaming. With yeah, you can do music streaming with Prime. Yeah, you I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, that's right now. Now you know, and then you get also you get you know your free two day shipping and sometimes one day shipping when they feel like it with your Prime membership, and then you get some really good movies that are thrown onto this channel that they don't know what to do with them. It's got Forever on it, which is a great show. Yeah. And don't uh, let anyone tell you the plot. No, don't don't let anyone tell. A lot of people enjoy Fleabag. We can't get it. Why not? They won't let won't let us see it. Amazon Not Prime available in your area. That's weird. I can watch it in Aldergrove. Yeah, I can't watch it here. How strange. Yeah. I'll prove it to you afterwards. No, no, I believe you. I believe you. But it's strange, isn't yeah. it? That it's so, so... Not regional. I tried the other day to see um, Kulap Bialstock. Uh, she's got a movie called Origin Story. Okay. Um, about finding her biological father. She's a comedian, did a yeah, podcast yeah. called uh, Who Charted. Uh, and yeah, we can't uh, get it here. Won't let uh, won't let us watch it. Either. Weird. Yeah, there's something screwball. It might be a settings uh, yeah. issue I've got. Yeah. But I would love to see Fleabag. I've heard such good things. Yeah, I I don't. I don't, can see almost everything else. I, I don't like your, it. Your but Mrs. Uh, Mazel's and your Mrs. Mazel's pretty good. I I didn't yeah. know. Just didn't didn't know quite what it would be. And it was it was very it was very good actually. I haven't watched all of it, but I watched a lot of it. In my way of walking through the room while other people are watching it, going, Oh, I'm willing to sit down for a second and watch this is a good show. <laughs> Too bad I'm busy, you gotta go outside and do some stuff, but this is good. They got some good comedians to write the jokes. That's so an important thing. Yeah. Like Jen Kirkman is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They, they, uh, it, it, it's, it's the flaw in so many movies about comedians. It's a good story, and it's very Jewish, which I really like about it, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's that whole kind of celebration and of that. The visuals are really nice. Because what's fun about that is that. Like when you think of Jews, especially people from that time period when they were sort of still kind of immigration, they were coming to the country was still in their memory, you know? Yeah. And so it's sort of, it's fun to watch it because it's kind of a secret history of America in a way. Like just the, the, the traditions and stuff that are slightly different than our traditions. You know, just things where they're like, you know, so happy that they're getting the rabbi over going to the going to the ba- the butcher shop and just getting things just right you know and and of course going up to the catskills for your time away which i never really knew what it was like yeah, or what people did there so neat. it was fascinating to see like it actually you know how it actually was i assume mostly accurately and yeah so it's kind of a fun show 
and uh, Tony Shalhoub is one of the is in and is so good as the dad and that yep. just, occasional appearances by Lenny Bruce. Yes, yeah. yes, that's an interesting. Yeah, I like him as sort kind of a an anti Greek chorus in a way. Yeah. It just kind of shows up to to remind her who she is, and he disappears again. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a good show. Um, there's yeah, there's a few good shows in there for and like I say, it's not that much money. I think the Amazon Prime should pay us some money for that little ad, but uh, yeah, give us some. Uh, I'm just saying it's worth it because you know there's more than just you know cheap shipping, which I but I do like that a lot. <laughs> so uh, I don't know where I was going with it. Oh, anyway, I mean, that that um, Under the Silver Lake is on there. That's what I was going with it. Yeah, it's a it's a good show. I mean, if you just want to see that movie, you could sign up for the the free month of like trying out Prime, but just remember to cancel it when you're done, or well, really we'll charge you. Yeah. <laughs> watch everything. Plan plan it out. Yeah, plan out what you want to watch, and then... plan Get a couple of weekends where you can do some serious binging. And, <laughs> and, uh, and enjoy some of the, the programming, because it it's pretty good. There's You know, there's a lot of garbage on there, but there's a lot of garbage on Netflix as well that you don't need, and they, they just want you to watch it anyway. So you just, you know, you just have to pick and choose. And you'll find some good stuff, and you'll find some other stuff. I don't know if you've seen YouTube, but there's lots, there's lots of good stuff on there as well. There's lots of good stuff on YouTube, yeah. If you like watching people passing out when they're on uh, rides, that's, a good, <laughs> that's uh, very funny. That's a pretty good thing. Uh, the best is when it's boyfriend girlfriend, and the boyfriend passes out. Yep, that is gold. Yeah, I watched one the other day. It was actually very sweet. It was mothers with their kids. Oh, okay. So they've got to pretend that they're not terrified. And mm-hmm. they're, they're not passing out. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're uh, it's they're a little nervous. It's really sweet. It's, yeah. Yeah. I used to talk excessively on rides with the girls because I, I used to get quite nervous. I think because my parents didn't go on rides, so it made me scared of them because then if my parents were scared of it, then I should be scared oh, of sure, it. Oh, sure, sure. And, and that's why your dad always brought a gun. Yeah. like I, <laughs> Yes. He was scared of rides. He had to defend himself. <laughs> it's a good time to get mugged. You're up there. <laughs> what do you got to do? Rides. Can you call a cop when you're up there? No. Yeah. no that's used, why you got to bring no, a no. gun. He thought the rides were going to mug him. Oh, sure. Yeah. He was scared of the octopus. Like a lot of arms. Yeah. Right say. in your pockets. But mm. when I when the Mary was young, she was really interested in going on rides. And I didn't want her to be scared of them. So I was like, Oh yeah, we'll go on the rides, go on the octopus. So the very first time we went on the octopus together was in a parking lot situation. Sure, yeah. And when you go on a ride in a parking lot, they want you to get your money's worth. They really want you to get your money's worth. Like when you go into the octopus at the P and E or whatever, you get like a minute. You're like, that's good. I spun around for a minute, two times. I spun around. I spun around yeah. as it's as when, and then I sat in the car that spun. So okay, there's a lot of spinning going on. But when you go, go in a parking lot, it feels like you're on it for six minutes, and they're just like going on. And you're like, do other people want on this ride? I'm really starting to feel car sick now. Like it's okay for a little while. No, but you're an terrible. ad for the ride. Yeah, I guess that that's point. it. Yeah. Look at this dad and his daughter on the ride. They can't get off. They like it so much. They're not getting off. He's doing his taxes. Why is that dad wanting to leap off of the ride? He's doing his taxes. <laughs> no, no, I'm green for a different reason. Yeah, it's it, so that's the so once I went on that though, I was okay with it. Like up to that point, I was scared of rides. Like, yeah. I did not enjoy rides at all. But I would, I just, you know, made myself go. Like, you know, I'd be, Mary would be like, oh, let's go on this ride. Okay, what is this ride? The Enterprise. Okay, we'll go on this ride. And I will nervously, yeah, the Enterprise, I didn't mind. I'll t- nervously talk to you the whole time we're on it, explain what's happening. But yeah, and so, so the girls, with or without us, they love to go on rides. They'll go on like the craziest rides because to them, that's what they're there for. You go on rides and you have fun. And it's just it's such a different view of them than I had growing up, which is that rides were scary and that, you know, that they're too scary for adults. Then they're really too much for kids, you know. And, and like I wouldn't go on roller coasters or anything when I was a, a kid. I would go on like the ones at Walt Disney because they weren't that scary, like Disneyland. 
uh, the Matterhorn and stuff like that. But something like the Playland rickety wooden roller coaster. No yes. Way. I love it now, but as a kid, it probably would have terrified me. Oh, sure, sure. It's scary, yeah. Yeah, but... It's interesting, like, I, because, again, I live right next to uh, Playland now, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got, like, you know, pass. I go in there, and sometimes I write, like, I, I just like the energy in okay, there. So yeah, I'll just, yeah, like, sit sure. and I'll write jokes or what have you. Okay. And it's fun watching people on the roller coaster, because there's always, like, a couple of people who are on the way up go, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have changed their minds, and there's nothing that can be done. And you just see them so that clearly. That is great. Yeah. That is great. I watched, uh, I watched like, uh, some people on the pirate ship uh, the other day, mm. and it was uh, two women with, like, a young girl. And uh, you could tell the young girl was like, yeah, yeah. So the entire ride, they're just talking to her. Mm. And it was just like, it was like they weren't on a ride at all as she's grimacing. Yeah. And they're just like, no, oh, so that's good. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And you could just tell they're just having calm conversation with mm-hmm. her and like just ignoring the fact that they're on this whoosh, whoosh. That is a, that is a freaky like, ride. It's a freaky ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you go up and you, because you reach that point and you think you, like when I, there's not much to it. When it's I'm so with simple. the girls, I always explain the physics of it. But when I'm by myself or when I'm just thinking, I'm not thinking of, them and then I get kind of, it starts to make me worried that I'm going to fall out of it. But I know I can't because you are swinging, so you are being forced into the pirate ship as you yeah. go into your big swing, and then it has that little moment of weightlessness yeah. when you start feeling like you're going to fall out of it, and yeah. then it starts swinging back down again and, and swallows you back into it. The roller coaster does the same thing. And that was the first ride I ever went on. Was the pirate? Oh, pirate that's a, that's a freaky ride to go on. First yep, time. it was. Yeah, that's scary. That's very brave of you. Mm, no, I just like girls. The other one, <laughs> the other one I like a lot there is the Hell's Gate. It's the, the one, one with you sit st- straight up and you, then drops you. No, no, no. That's a elevator. Okay. This is a. This is when <laughs> you sit in. It's like a one bunch of the fine of, family of hell. Uh, right. Yeah, that's right. You sit in a bunch of benches and it. Yes. Lifts you up in and it swings around. Yes. It swings in a circle about. around and then it then it goes upside down and then it slowly lures you down towards water that's spraying up in the air. But it doesn't put you into it, which is kind of unfortunate because it's water. Come on, guys. And so you get down towards the water and then, then it does one more swing and then it lures you down. Yeah. Whenever it's I watch fun, though. that one, uh, something always falls out of people's pockets. Like yeah. Like, the first time I went on it, I had my glasses on and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my glasses. But they stayed on. So it kind of tells you... Just the physics of it that, you know, that you're... You're all moving at the same time. Yeah, you're moving at the same time. And, and, and there's just a... They, they, you know, they engineer them so that you're, uh, the G-forces are always holding you in place yeah. rather than throwing you out of there's it. There's a lot of research that goes into Yeah, I imagine so. It's so... Yeah, I've gone on like the crazy beach party with the girls and the ones that you're just like swinging with your legs in the air and flying. You go up and then it separates and you're like straight out... <laughs> these pretend gliders or whatever. I, I've gone on them all. I can't do them now so much though. As I've gotten older, my I, I my vertigo. I have more vertigo, and I start okay. to feel sick from it. So now I just watch the girls go on them. But I'm so glad that they do. You know, because I just think of me as a as a kid, so scared of these dumb rides and what what the fun I missed. You know, as a kid, and I didn't want them to go through that. So I, I made I had, a point the of. The one I had the biggest problem with was. Uh... The Ferris wheel, just because there was always like a couple of jerks on it that mm. would like just start really swinging it. Yeah. And like, well, this is legitimately dangerous now that people are like, whoosh, wee. Yeah. And like, mm, that's no good. <laughs> like, there's this is this is just you abusing the system and, yeah. and what have you. So, my goal this year is to ride the Ferris wheel and kind okay. of get off that. Uh, I've never experienced fear. that on the Ferris wheel. So, yeah, I thought I was all right with it. I rode it with uh, Pia. And I just like, Ugh! it was like not so good. But this this year, I've 
yeah. kind of talk myself into like that's the one i'm gonna go on go that's it. the one i'm good gonna give you. a shot to yeah. and yeah then after that go on the slingshot one no i'm good thanks <laughs> thanks though that's the one that people uh yes. pass out with. that's exactly right that's why i wanted you yeah to do I, yeah i'm i'm all, i'm all right i've done the big salt and pepper one where you push it push it real good yeah yeah that's right it's a manual one. that's that's at flintstones land mm-hmm. actually that one man did you ever go to flintstones whatever it's called flintstones yeah. thingy yeah, that was a forty-foot Fred. That was the hardest working amusement park I've ever gone to in my life. Yeah, why? Because oh, you had to pedal the cars. Yep. You had to row the boat. Oh, it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had to sit through that show. That little, was a lot uh, of work too. Oh, a little show with Fred and Barney dancing around. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The indifferent. Gazoo saved my ass. You, you forgot the indifferent Fred and Barney dancing around. The teenage boys playing Fred and or girls playing yeah. Fred and Barney. Man, that place was a lot of work. Oh boy! I, no, no. I, I mean the it. really. I did, I did go. I mean the really, really tall salt and pepper. You know, with the two baskets, one on the yes. top, one on the bottom, and then it swings around in the air. Yeah. I did that one. I don't think I could do the slingshot, but I, I, I did do that one. The problem with those ones, is you have to pay extra for them. Yeah. And I, I've already paid fifty dollars for a ride pass. I don't want to spend more to go on your dumb well, rides. I understand. I understand on, what guys. you're saying. I'm now looking up uh, Flintstone Village and seeing when that shut down. Oh, there's a Flintstone Village in Arizona, and there's a Flintstone Village in South Dakota. And there's a Flintstone Village near the Grand Canyon. There's many Flintstone villages. The one by the Grand, Can- Grand-, Grand Canyon is authentic. It actually was a Flintstones village. Yep, Chilliwack. There we go. No, they just have a commercial uh, commercial for it from uh, 1986. Mm. Here. We'll watch that after the show. Yes, we will. And I'll, if I remember, I'll put a link to it yeah, on sounds the, good. the, the, the uh, website. So, uh, Dave, I'm getting tired. You're not, getting tired. Not of this. <laughs> of me? No, but I, I told you, I'm a morning person. <laughs> And this has been an hour and a half of good, clean fun. I'm in mourning, too, for our podcast careers. Uh, But what time of day is the best for you? And uh, what time do you get up? Let us know that. Top of the morning. And what was your secondary question? Did you actually I didn't actually have a secondary question. Let's do one about rides. What's your favorite ride in an amusement park? Boom. There you go. Favorite ride in an amusement park. Perfect. Now, uh, am I wrapping this one up? Yes, I am. Uh, So let let me tell you something. If you like listening to this, we've got, uh, as we said, two other podcasts going on right now. Yeah, Fansplainers. Fansplainers and Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. If you want to listen to some of our back catalog. If you want to listen to a podcast. Yes, sir. Where a dad talks with his lovely daughter for a couple hours about music, then that's the show for you. Yeah. I think Woody Allen might have one, too. So both of those. (laughs) No. Um, We also got uh, Completely Beatles, uh, where we go through all the Beatles uh, stuff. We've uh, We've got Full Marks. We go through uh, every Marx Brothers movie, and we've got Totally Tintin, uh, where we go through every Rin Tin Tin movie. No, we don't. We go through Tintin, the uh, Belgian uh, reporter, as uh, stories. So, uh, you know, you can check those all out. And where can you find those? At SneakyDragon.com. They're all there. That's true. Uh, you can also find message boards uh, underneath every In one of bottle. our episodes. And uh, you can post whatever you want, your comments, your replies to our questions or what have you. And we'll probably read them on the air. That seems to be the kind of thing that we do. If you'd rather email, that's fine, too. We're at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Twitter, Sneaky underscore Dragon. Tumblr, SneakyDragon.tumblr. Uh, there you are. What else should we be on? Dave and I are both on Instagram, but our uh, as ourselves, yep. Ian Boothby and David Edrick. Uh, so you can go check out stuff there. Why not pick up a copy of Mad Magazine? Uh, <laughs> I'm in it. While you can. Yeah, that's right. While you can. We'll be around forever, folks. Pick up a copy of Sparks. This Mad uh, Magazine 
it's folding in. There, there you go. Uh, Sparks, a book that uh, Dave Colored, I wrote, Nina Matsumoto drew. It is in all the bookstores. Uh, pick it up. It's a lot of fun. And my comic book, uh, Exorcisters, is available as individual issues, maybe in the back issue bins of your local comic book shop or, or? in bookstores and comic stores uh, and collected in trade. Everywhere. And the trade is called uh, Exorcisters, Volume 1, Damned If You Don't. Oh. And I do that with Giselle Legacy, and she is amazing. So pick that on up. Cool. And uh, also in uh, some issues of The New Yorker, me and uh, Pia Guerra do, uh, do cartoons. For, nice. For. You are all over the place. Sure. You're all over the map. I am, because occasionally you get fired. <laughs> Let's not say fired. All right, let go. Yes. Sorry, that sounds fine, too. Um, and thank you so much for uh, listening to the show. We uh, love uh, doing this, and we love having you around to do it with and for. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, there we are. And uh, and so I'm going to show Dave this commercial, and I'm going to go pet my cat. All right. Thank you for listening. It's been Sneaky those Dragon. Were, those were both euphemisms, everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go pet my euphemism. Ah, another solid show.